Cause we got the alternative energy Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello, I'm Emma Crunch, and today I bring you a special International Women's Day edition of The Radioactive Show. The Radioactive Show is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people, and we acknowledge that their sovereignty has never been ceded. Serenading Adela, a street opera, was a performance held on 7th of January 2018 at the Old Pentridge Prison in Coburg, Melbourne. It tells a history of the anti-World War I conscription campaigns held nationally, but in particular the story of Adela Pankhurst, one of the key organisers who was imprisoned briefly at Pentridge for her protests. The performance was held exactly 100 years since some supporters and fellow activists of Adela serenaded her with songs outside the prison on the 7th of January, 1918. The show was a cooperation of many, a conglomeration of local choirs, a band and some Brunswick Secondary School students as well as Lisa Marie Parker as Adela. I had the chance to speak to show organiser Nancy Atkin to hear some more about it. So I I had the pleasure of attending the Serenading Adela performance recently. Um, and just to start out with, what inspired you and others to tell this particular story? In the big picture, we were concerned that the federal government had spent literally millions of dollars commemorating uh, ANZAC, commemorating the war in, uh, the, in the Middle East and in Europe, in, uh, during the First World War and the Australians' involvement then. Now, that's not a bad thing to remember what happened and how, many, you know, so, how so many Australians died. But what was ignored and what actually was not eligible for any of the millions of dollars of federal government funding was any commemoration of the people who wisely opposed the war and said that it was a shocking thing. Mm. And then when the Prime Minister of the time tried to introduce conscription because they were running out of soldiers, uh, well, uh, many many Australians uh, campaigned against it and both times the referendum that that Billy Hughes, the Prime Minister, ran, uh, both times the referendum uh, people voted against conscription. Mm. And so we felt that this needed to be recalled and also we needed to notice the really divisive uh, effect that the war had on Australian society with communities divided down the middle with people being shunned and picked on for not going to war fights in grocers shops in Moreland Road, Coburg mm. um, people locked up so that's that's a big picture stuff Is there anything for us to do fight for the, the kind of actual incident that sparked our interest and got us to create this street opera were some 
newspaper cuttings that we found and they were online and and they described this extraordinary event where, where uh, and I'll just read from one of them, mm. a great crowd of no conscriptionists paid a visit to Coburg for the purpose of serenading Miss Adela Pankhurst, mm. who is now a prisoner in the Pentridge Stockade, in other words, in Pentridge Jail. Songs were sung, salvos of cheers repeated again and again, and the whole gathering, at a given signal, joined in a cooey, which <laughs> must have carried long beyond the walls of the prison where the young Democrat is confined. <laughs> so this is an extraordinary story where many people have heard of Emmeline Pankhurst, Sylvia Christabel, the daughters of Emmeline Pankhurst and Adela, mm. famous suffragettes in England. But uh, at the start of the second, around the time of the start of the First World War, they had a big fight and Adela... Uh, fell out with her family because at that stage she decided that socialism was more important that, than women's suffrage or that the two had to be fought for together. So her mother gave her a one-way ticket to Australia and an introduction to Vita Goldstein and to uh, Cecilia Johns, two well-known figures in the mm. women's movement here in Melbourne. So her mother and actually that, facilitated that introduction, did she? That... Yes, so her mother yeah. facilitated the introduction mm. but they were continued on on um irrevocably bad t- terms and mm. as you s- saw in serenading adela uh, by 1917 e- emmeline who had met billy hughes the australian prime minister in london sent him a telegram which we set to music yeah. uh, which said I am ashamed of Adela and repudiate her. My mother wanted me out of the country, out of her life. In 1914, my mother sent me to Australia on a one-way ticket. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and it's our International Women's Day special featuring recordings from Serenading Adela, a street opera. It tells the story of anti-conscription campaigns against World War I over 100 years ago. We've just heard Lisa Marie Parker, who sings as Adela. Let's return to the conversation with one of the show organisers, Nancy Ackett. So it's an extraordinary story. So she came to Melbourne and she became a leading rabble rouser for the anti-war uh, movement and also for the, the socialist movement and for the women's movement who were campaigning, among other things, against the food shortages and the, uh, the food shortages and the deprivations that were caused by war with food being hoarded and sent off to, or sent off to the front rather than available for, for local people. Mm. There was a general strike in 1917, and this is against the background. This is the time of the Russian Revolution. And as we did more and more work on our street opera, uh, we discovered that two songs that probably lots of your listeners are familiar with, Solidarity Forever and The Red Flag, 
had just been written, the words to them, the, the socialist words as opposed to the original hymn-like words, mm. had just been written a year or two before in the United States and had percolated quickly over to Australia where people sang them outside the jail. Yeah, and it's interesting to think of such a different context to these days where, you know, things go viral on the internet, but that must have really been passed in a different way. Um Back yes, then. And the speed of it, the speed of it is amazing. So, yeah, so those two songs, and also, I, um, I didn't raise my, I didn't raise my boy to be a soldier, which was another famous song of the time, and was banned in the United States, and I believe also here. Um, and these songs had just sort of whipped around the world within a matter of months, and people were already singing them in crowds. Mm. Yeah, and that was kind of my um, next question was just about. Um, the songs that were sung in the performance, that some of those were historic songs from 100 years ago, um, and yes. but were there also some additions that were added in for the show? You're right. There were, there were the three songs I've just mentioned um, that, that were uh, songs from the time and, uh, and plus the March of the Women by Suffragette Ethel Smythe, uh, which we sang when we were... We were coming into the jail, which is a fabulous anthem. Um, then there were then there were um, songs where Jeannie Marsh, our artistic director, wrote the music, and she um, but she used words. In one case, Adela, played by Lisa Marie Parker, sings an aria, which is just a speech um, or, uh, or words words by Adela taken taken from her book, "Put Up the Sword." There's another, uh, there's another uh, short song that was sung beautifully by schoolgirls from Brunswick Secondary College, uh, which is called uh, "Hang On Wreath uh, for the Maid of Peace," which mm. is a poem, a sonnet to Adela, written by a local socialist poet. So that was a second element, and a third element was when we started this project. The first round of funding we got was a small grant from Moreland Council. And we got Stephen Taberner, who's very well known in community music circles, and really, he's a genius. <laughs> uh, he ran workshops with local people and got them to tell him stories about how war had affected their family. Mm. The Vietnam War, the Second World War, and the First World War. And he selected four of those stories and wrote a beautiful song called Ghost Don't Lie, uh, which tells these four different stories. Mm. And that I think everyone everyone believes, and we knew before we put it into the opera that that would be, in a sense, the centrepiece of the whole work. This this piece that looks back at what war does to people and how it affects people and how the effects last down through the generations. Yeah, it was a very haunting, evocative piece. That's for sure. And the first song in that, the first story in that is about the First World War. And it's about a member of our choir whose grandmother, a young woman at the time, was asked by her brother to falsify his records so he could sign up for the army mm. because he was being given white feathers. He was very tall. He looked older than his 16 years. And so the people who supported the war thought he was a coward and that he was shirking his duty to go to the war. They gave him white feathers mm. as a symbol of cowardice. He asked his sister to falsify his papers and then he was killed in the First World War 
and Mary Ann's grandmother never forgave herself. Here I am in the women's prison in Coda. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about peace and war. Future generations continuing to suffer and die needlessly in war. Future generations continuing to work for peace. Their stories demand to be heard.
This is the Radioactive Show International Women's Day edition and you're hearing a discussion about Serenading Adela, the street opera. It was performed at the former Pentridge Prison in Coburg, Melbourne on January the 7th, 2018, exactly 100 years after anti-conscription activist Adela Pankhurst was held in the prison and her supporters came to serenade her with protest songs. I'm speaking to Nancy Atkin about the show, and we're exploring how the performance linked to many lives and issues, whether it was the anti-conscription campaigners, um, campaigns against food shortages and other impacts of the war, or also those who went to World War I and other wars. The story of the white feathers and the cowardice it's supposed to symbolise certainly stuck with me, and that that impact was felt over generations, as we heard in the haunting song, Ghosts Don't Lie by Stephen Tabernacle. Now back to the conversation with Nancy. thinking at the performance about you know the people who were performing and also those in the audience and that it was an on-location show and just what it brought up for different people and different connections over generations to yeah, war very, and its effects. It's, mm. it's a very yeah it's a very interesting thing so there's war and the effects of war and you know I mean you can look across the, the choir and the band and and the actors and I think one of the fabulous things about it, like we had over 560 people there on Sunday night, and I think we could have had double that. But looking across, looking across the community that was gathered there, you know, there were local people from the flats nearby. There were people who loved choirs and music. There were people from trade union movement and from socialist groups and pacifist groups and and uh, you know religious groups who had a traditional opposition to war and were people who love labor history and know all those stories so just such a the fact that there's such an interest in these issues with all these people coming together but one particular group of people who were there i guess were people to whom pentridge meant a lot more there was a volunteer helping us who was a bit un, who really wanted to do the job outside the gates rather than inside and during the Vietnam War, he'd been locked up for several weeks as a draft resistor. And there was at least two other people, I know, no, three other people I know of who were draft resistors during, during the Vietnam War, and two of which had been locked up in Pentridge during mm. that time. And then there were all sorts of other people with links to, to, to Pentridge. The, the woman who made a lot of our costumes, including the kind of terrific skirt that Adela was wearing, mm. and this is kind of detail, and Betty taught sewing um, prisoners in Pentridge. She was a, an instructor in uh, in, in um, sewing and textiles at uh, Broadmeadows TAFE, and one of her jobs was to teach the prisoners because they had to make their own uniforms. Yeah, wow. It was 
those high prices that led to the recent food riots here in Melbourne? Yes. We of the Women's Peace Army have come here today to the steps of Parliament to call again for justice. Yes. We have done everything we can think of to persuade the government to take action and to protect the people against the profiteers. We have had deputations and pointed out to the government that they must act now to end the food crisis. But there is no notice taken at all. They are determined to Lots of tales of, of the time of, of meetings where um, there was a meeting at the, the Fitzroy Town Hall where they tried to, to, um, uh, to, to talk about the reasons to support conscription mm. and it was a meeting for women and the women just came along and sang and danced and drowned out the speakers because there was no amplification. So often, although you could get stuck in jail for opposing the war or speaking out against it quite easily... Um, people had a lot of fun at the same time. Mm. Yeah, and what you mentioned about the women's meeting and it is interesting that it's also, I guess, um, yeah, the serenading Adela story and it is kind of a gendered story which is not often told like women's history is rarely told. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess mostly with um, yeah. the Anzac legends, I mean, women are kind of a, yeah. a footnote to that, the people at home. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's another like a shift of the and emphasis. It's partly just a kind of, it's just a numbers thing that so, you know, tens of thousands of, of men in this very small country of Australia at the time had gone to Europe to the war and many were killed, many were wounded, many were still over there. And so the, the women stepped up and, and pl- played this, you know, very significant role and, and were in leadership positions mm. in. Uh, but and but also specifically women's organisations. I mean, they campaigned for the women's vote. And women were one one of the demographics that voted against conscription. As you as you um, you know, the sentiments were expressed in the songs that we were singing. <laughs> This is the Radioactive Show and you've been hearing Nancy Atkin and myself, Emma Crunch, talking about how the history of World War I anti-conscription campaigns are also a women's history, one that is often drowned out by accolades of war. I understand that you're also a part of, as a part of organising this, um, there's a group, the Brunswick-Coburg anti-conscription commemoration campaign. Um, I'm interested in what other work the group's involved in or how you see bringing this back to life as, you know, remaining relevant and tying into, I guess, the current political issues and situation. mm, Well, I think it just shows, you know, both the work that we've done in putting on this production was such a fabulous um, community response Everything we've done within our Brunswick-Coburg anti-conscription commemoration campaign grouping mm-hmm. has been incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. We ran a conference uh, 
in May last year and we had double the number of people we initially thought we might have had. You know, we had 130 people come to a one-day conference to hear these st stories and hear people speak about uh, about uh, what was happening uh, during during World War One mm. and since. For example, and I just think think people are interested in really interested in these issues and interested to hear the history of their community and how it relates to mm. to issues that we have today. In the last piece of our discussion, I asked Nancy the thorny question about Adela Pankhurst herself. I did not realise until after seeing the serenading Adela show that later in life Adela actually became, to put it quite bluntly, right-wing and even pro-war. Let's see what Nancy has to say. Well, yes, I don't know how you can explain that. I mean, she was someone who, in her life, threw herself into a lot of different political positions, into the suffragette cause, then into socialism. She became, she and her husband, who was a um, leader of the Siemens Union, Tom Walsh, Mm. were um, among the first people to join the Australian Communist Party when it was formed in the early 20s, but she very soon, they both very soon fell out with them. She then worked for a kind of more conservative women's organisation, gradually drifted to the, to the right and became, became pro-Japanese. Mm. And then she was interned during the Second World War for her, uh, for having, because she'd visited Japan and met with, uh, met with, uh, but I think that when you look back at her, her life, the period when she was organising against, um, against conscription and against the First World War was probably the most important and significant role that she played in her life. Mm. Mm. And I guess, you know, in the end also she's one among many and no doubt that movement was so strong. You've been listening to our International Women's Day edition of the Radioactive Show featuring sounds of serenading Adela, a street opera, and a discussion with show organiser Nancy Atkin. A big thank you to all the serenading Adela performers and organisers, from the band to the choirs, to those who ushered people through the door, and, of course, to Nancy for being my guest on today's show. I came out of that show and discussion with a lot more questions and interest in some of the other key women who were active at the time, in particular Viva Goldstein and Cecilia John. It also made me wonder about anti-war histories more generally, and I follow up on this in next week's show by speaking to some Vietnam War draft resistors. The Radioactive Show is produced in 3CR studios on Wurundjeri country in Fitzroy, Melbourne. And we acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded, and also that dominant war histories ignore Aboriginal ownership of country. Our show can be podcast on allthews.3cr.org.au. It's heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. We thank the ACE Collective of Friends of the Earth for its support. I'm Emma Crunch, and here's to a nuclear and war-free future.
Talk, sing, and shout it. Talk, sing, and shout it. Repent.